0: just a second guys before we get into today's topic i want to talk to you about something called anchor it's the easiest way to start a podcast out there and the best part about it is it's 100 percent free there's a lot of creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone to computer that's dope for somebody like me because i'm always on the go Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so you'll be heard on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and many more. And my favorite part about it is you can start to make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. Anchor will start giving you ads right away. It's everything you need and more to make a podcast right here in one place. So if you're looking to start a podcast, make sure you go to the App Store and download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm. That's anchor.fm. All right, what's going on, everybody? I got a special guest on today's episode, and that is Cybernetic Shark. People, I met Cybernetic Shark on this dope little app called Rizzle. Um, It is a great app for content creators. If you have never heard of it, I would encourage you to check it out if you like content of all kinds and if you're a content creator um, of all kinds. Man, uh, if you wouldn't mind Cybernetic Shark telling the people What it is that you do.
1: So, I am a movie reviewer slash unboxer. All kinds of cool movie knowledge info and stuff like that. Uh, Just like Eddie was talking about how uh, we met on the Rizzle app. I have a channel called Movie Knowledge on there. And I talk mostly about movie related stuff. Uh, I actually started out on YouTube and was doing all kinds of different stuff movie related.
0: Yeah, man, definitely. I would consider you uh, a movie buff, or even a movie critic, if you wanted to be. Um, definitely knowledgeable in all things cinema for sure. So I definitely wanted to have you on the podcast because uh, I I do know about movies and cinematography and all that. But I'm definitely. Um, more of an, a fan who just likes to share my opinions versus, I wouldn't call myself a movie critic or even a movie buff.
1: Yeah, 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 yeah. I, I get that. Um, A lot of people, I feel a lot of people feel themselves as just more of a movie lover versus a movie critic yeah. or a movie reviewer. It's more of they, it just, they like movies so much that they yeah, like yeah, to give sure. their opinions.
0: I would definitely fall more in to that boat, man. But uh as I told you before the call, we're gonna be getting into the topic of the Joker. Um, there's a lot of Jokers running around right now, and there's a lot of Jokers in the atmosphere. And um, I don't know if you're a comic reader, there's been a lot of Joker comics in the last 10 years as well. Um, so we're gonna get into a little bit of that, but first I want to talk about two quick minutes Woo-hoo. of like just some other movie news that I heard and saw. Um, have you seen that there's gonna be a new TMNT you know Teenage Mutant, Mutant Ninja Turtle movie.
1: I had seen a article on Facebook about that yes um, over the last I would say two days uh, I noticed um, they've been posting a lot about them doing a, a reboot uh, all CGI versus what they did uh, in uh, the last two that they just put out with Michael Bay and uh, my honest thoughts on that is like why change what was good uh i honestly thought those two movies were fantastic and i don't know why the second one did as horrible as it did uh but i thought it was really fantastic
0: man um i don't know why people didn't like them it was weird it was so weird like i was literally it was a lot of remakes being made and i was like man i wonder what the ninja turtles would look like in a movie today and then like literally like five seconds after i said that uh (laughs) the commercial for that other that movie it came on in a commercial and uh, I was pumped about it. I liked it. Um, the weakest part about it wasn't even anything with the Turtles, honestly. It was more of, like, Megan Fox's performance than uh, than anything else to me.
1: Yeah, the, she wasn't a great choice for April O'Neil, I feel. Honestly, I don't know who would have been better, but I definitely know there could have been somebody better than her playing that role. Just for the fact, I mean, the original two in the 1990s versions, like, they had the two different gals play the character. uh I think even them were decent. So they could have gotten somebody that was similar to them to even play the character. And I think it was kinda weird when they picked Megan Fox. Yeah, right? um, I
0: would've liked to, I would've liked the girl who played um the grown up redhead chick in it too. I think she would have been dope. And uh she kinda resembles the first redhead they had back in the day.
1: Yeah, she was a, she would be a good choice, yeah, most definitely. She's yeah. a good actress.
0: One, I've seen you talking about Beavis and Butthead on Rizzo, man. I used to love that show, and more than the show, I loved the movie that they ended up making. Have they put out anything about the premise of that movie, about Beavis and Butthead, or the show?
1: Okay, so what the article I read was said was that Mike Judd and another individual were going to be writing, producing uh, two new seasons of a Beavis and Butthead show that was that's going to be mostly uh, basically treating the Gen Z generation. So it's kind of coming back to kind of ease into a new generation is what okay. they said that they're going for. But also they said that they're going to be doing some spinoffs along with those two seasons as well. But they didn't say if it was going to be mm. on TV or not. But basically the premise is about, it's going to be babies and Bedhead dealing with the new generation is basically what the premise is.
0: Okay, cool, cool. I would definitely be tuning into that. I love my, more adult animated shows for sure. And uh, I don't think it's a oversaturated market at this point. I think it's some room for something new or something rejuvenated that can come in and kind of revamp the genre a little bit. Cause uh, I enjoy family guy and all those shows that are on now, but they've been going on for 25 seasons now or so. And it's getting a little, (laughs) getting a little crazy on those shows. (laughs)
1: <laughs> they most certainly are like <laughs> c- i couldn't agree more i mean some of those shows i feel have like altered the direction they're going in so much over the la- over the years it's just it's incredible yeah man do. it's
0: pretty uh pretty crazy but uh hey man it is what it is they're still getting a lot of money for it so i guess they're gonna keep pumping them out
1: <laughs> exactly exactly and, and why wouldn't you i mean if it's gonna make you money yeah, you might sure. as well
0: do it right All right, man, but I guess we will go ahead and hop into the main topic of today, which is going to be the Joker. There's been a lot of Batman news around uh, circulating around, Um, but I think people kind of forgotten about how much the Joker is going to be present in D.C. over the next couple of years, man. Um, But before we get into that, I want to know what's your favorite version of the Joker, whether animated or live action.
1: Uh, My favorite is, uh, of all time, would be Heath Ledger's performance in The Dark Knight. Uh, Yeah, most definitely. His his performance was the best I felt uh, out of any of the Jokers I've seen.
0: Oh, yeah, man. He was a beast in that movie. I think most people would agree. Even if they don't like superhero movies, they tend to like that movie uh, predominantly because of Heath Ledger's performance. So can't argue with that. Um, He's definitely my favorite live action so far my favorite Joker is going to have to be the Mark Hamill Batman, the animated series Joker. Um, That's my favorite of all time. I feel like most performances after his were just kind of watered down versions of his up until Heath Ledger, uh, obviously. Um, But yeah, man, I really, uh, really liked him. He was able to bring this um, chilling scariness on top of having, like, this really funny, like, really, really funny scenes that uh that just really showcase kind of that split person.
1: Yeah, I mean, you don't get me wrong. Mark Hamill voiceover is amazing. Anytime I've heard it or seen it in any of the animated films, mm-hmm. it's always been fantastic. And I wish, and that's actually something that I wish that he would end up doing a live-action version just to give us kind of, like, what he would do facially and physically versus us just seeing it animated wise, what he could do.
0: Yeah. That would have been cool. Like we get to we got to saw, I don't know if you watch any of the flash TV shows, but we saw Kevin Conroy, who is like the, the, my, who I consider like the animated Batman. He was, he voiced Batman in the animated series and a lot of the animated movies and video games. Um, He made like an actual physical appearance in the Arrowverse in an alternate version, world's version of Batman or Bruce Wayne. That was pretty interesting to see that. So it would definitely have been dope to see Hamill.
1: Yeah, most definitely. I heard about Conroy doing that in the flash universe or Arrowverse, I should say. Um, I just haven't gotten around to watching that yet, but I am looking forward to it very much. So to see what Conroy does, because yeah, definitely out of the animated voices for Batman, Conroy is the yeah. best. I hand yeah, man. Free.
0: just certain grittiness that nobody's really been able to tackle yet since him. Um, but, um, yeah, if you have the CW app, it's free on your TV or your phone. Um, you don't even have to go back and watch all the shows. You can just, they have a section that's split off. It's called crisis of infinite earths. And you can just watch all 10 of those. And they're uh, actually really, really good. um, I definitely enjoyed them.
1: Yeah, I enjoy those. Yeah, I definitely enjoy those too. I just, I like, I'm kind of meticulous when it comes to watching the CW shows. I like to watch them in order <laughs> and then watch the Crisis of the Earth along with them. So that's why I haven't gotten around to it because I'm still a little behind yeah. on that. But eventually, I like I'm doing that as as we speak. I'm getting closer. Yeah, to it. <laughs> I feel that. I
0: tried to, but man, I, I fell off of Arrow and I fell off of Black Lightning. And that's the only two that I haven't been caught up on. Every other one that came out, you know, before the Crash of the of Earth, I watched. Um, kept up with Flash. That was, that's been the most consistent one to me. Uh, kept up with Legends of Tomorrow and the other ones. I just fell off of that last season of Arrow. And uh, I just haven't watched the last season of Black Lightning yet.
1: Yeah, I actually just got into Black Lightning because uh, I remember when it first was starting to air, uh, back in 2016 when it first started and uh, it wasn't until probably about three months ago that I actually started watching mm-hmm. it finally and I watched the first season within like three days because I just I couldn't stop yeah. watching it it was so yeah. sticking good man
0: it's America. interesting yeah, first few episodes I was like I don't know but around mid-season of season one I was like yeah this is uh this is really really good season two was good and I watched a few episodes of three, but I haven't fully watched everything yet. I,
1: I've heard that season three was the best of the the three seasons so far.
0: Cinematically and theme and story-wise, it seems like it might be that way, man. The writing is really, really precise. I feel like on the first season, it was a little, um, not all over the place in a bad way, but it was definitely more scattered. Um, On this season for like the three episodes that I have seen it's been really really precise and kind of almost looks like it's shot like a really long movie almost so it's been it's been interesting I just haven't finished it
1: nice nice yeah that that's what I was hearing too. just exactly what you said about about that season so. I'm looking forward to checking it out when I get to it.
0: Heck yeah, man, definitely. Um all right. So we got established who your favorite Joker is. Um I'm not sure if you still are, are reading comics, but there's been a lot of ba- uh Joker comics coming out, which I understand. Every time a new writer gets a hold of a Batman story, it's like they wanna tell their version of the Batman and Joker story, you know. So I get it. Um but there's been a lot of bat uh Joker comics and there's been a lot of joker appearances you know we got the jared leto joker um heath ledger's joker isn't very far removed plus they're rumoring a new joker is going to pop up in the chris reeves batman universe eventually um so what are your thoughts on all these joker appearances and do you think that people will eventually get tired of seeing him or kind of get burned out of seeing him
1: i honestly don't feel people will get burned out by joker yet simply for the fact that he hasn't made i don't feel he's made enough appearances in subsequent Mm -hmm. batman films over the years uh because if you think about it he was we had jack nicholson play him in the 89 batman then we didn't see a joker again until the heath ledger joker in a movie then we had to wait till the joaquin phoenix one which just came out last year so i feel that in And movie-wise, he's not run out yet. I feel that people are going to be wanting more of him, especially because so many people liked the Joker with Walking Phoenix. Now, in the comic books, I'm not super familiar with the comic books, unfortunately, because I, I just never got around to reading them very much. But it's something that's new that I've been trying to get into and reading more. And in that genre, I don't know, because they keep coming up with so many different versions of the right, joker right. i don't think people are getting tired of it and i think that's why they're still so popular Yeah,
0: i feel that and uh yeah man there's been a lot in the comics and a lot in the animated um and just anybody listening if you're wanting to see some really good joker stories um batman under the red hood that is a comic but this also made into an animated movie That is really really good um great vocal performance from batman and the joker um also they did the Dark Knight from the comics, like the old Miller comic books where Batman's like really, really old. Um, they did that story with the Joker as well in animated form. And it is super, super good. It's uh basically has to bring Batman out of retirement, man, and it has a really, really active fight and uh, it's that perfect clash of ideologies between Batman and Joker. So he, I guess he's shown up more in the animated universe and more in comics than in movies. So I guess the average moviegoer probably wouldn't be tired of Joker.
1: Yeah, I would agree totally, totally. And I, talk about the Red Hood film—that was a really good animated film. I was actually really impressed with that. Uh, I thought, hands down, that was probably one of my favorite of—I would say—the early 2000 animated classics because just the whole story itself was really well done, and then the adaption of how the joker comes to be in that
0: unless you're just a horrible writer i don't think you can mess that story up like just the source material for that is just already just setting you up for a home run and uh i would love to see that in more of a live action form let's t- i want to talk about jared leto's joker a little bit um i feel jared leto's joker okay. it's just my opinion is a little bit overcriticized. I'm not saying this was the best Joker performance I've seen by any means, but I think it's very, very over-criticized, mainly because we didn't really get to see the the Joker movie. Like, Suicide Squad was a pretty much going to be a Joker movie. The premise of it was the Joker makes a deal with Enchantress to become the King of Gotham and uh so there wasn't any really big cgi battles in that movie or anything like that that was going to be the premise of the movie but warner brothers said it was too dark of a and then at the end they had the trailer company change it to the movie that we ended up seeing that is suicide squad so how do you feel about jared leto's performance you think it's over criticized you think it was complete trash was it decent what do you think about it
1: uh Jared Leto hands down. I really enjoyed his performance uh I feel that he was over criticized because of the fact we didn't get david Ayer's yeah. cut of the film uh and all honesty, because they cut out so much of his performance in the film, I think that's why people criticized it so much because they didn't get to see the extent of what he did to become that joker uh because from my understanding uh when I was reading about David Ayer's cut, there was a lot of scenes that went back to Joker and showed exactly what he was doing that caused certain things to happen in Suicide Squad. And so the fact that they cut out so much because of Warner Brothers thinking it was too dark, that really killed, you know, Jared Leto's performance.
0: I just feel we didn't get to see anything. It's almost like you take the greatest movie of all time, whatever you think that is, and just cut random pieces of dialogue out random little chunks and then make a movie out of that. And it's going to be a bad movie. Um And that's kind of like what, what we got with the joke Just mm-hmm. a bunch of random pieces. I think he could have been a really terrifying version of the joke, even down to his silver teeth. That had a meaning that we never got to see. Apparently uh Batfleck um <laughs> either punched or stumped his teeth out or something crazy like that. So even just like little tidbits and pieces like of that information that we never even got to see or visualize kind of tainted um, our view of his performance. Totally. I,
1: I had not heard of that about his teeth, which that's a really cool uh, factoid. And that's, uh, that's something I, sh- I want to, I'm going to yeah, man, <laughs> It would have been really
0: interesting. And I hope with the release of the Snyder cut justice league film, that we get a release of that david ayer cut of suicide squad because um there's been some really good suicide squad anim- animated movies and i think they could do a really good live action as well
1: totally totally i totally
0: agree i'm hoping that
1: they go with the day they end up releasing david ayer's cut of the film so we get to see the whole kind of feel of what actually was going on with that film yeah, so yeah. that People aren't thinking, you know, oh, okay,
0: for sure, man. And the difference between Ayer's cut and Snyder's cut, as much as I want to see the Snyder cut, they still have work to do. Um, As far as reports go, David Ayer's cut of the movie was like 100 percent done, like all the way finished and shot, edited, everything. So it wouldn't take any effort or not much money at all to get the movie out.
1: Yeah, that's what I heard, too, as well, which is, uh, you know, another reason it's like. (laughs)
0: Brothers, why did you do yeah. this? <laughs> it's kind of sounding like it's jeff johns which uh jeff johns is a really good comic book creator no matter what form of entertainment it is creators don't always make the best bosses you know mm-hmm. yeah i think yep. that's that just kind of a case of what we're looking at right now with uh the dc but uh it look, it's looking like it's shaping up and coming together um with all this new flash talk and um, all the multiverse talk and, you know, after the success of Shazam and Wonder Woman, I think we're on the up and up with DC for sure. And, and Joker too. It's just kind of crazy how much my Zack Snyder, I, I, I always like Zack Snyder. He's done some work that I love and done some work that I hated. Um, 300 is probably one of my favorite movies in that genre, if not my favorite. Um, but ever since BVS, like the first time I saw BVS, I had a weird bad taste in my mouth. But over the years, man, that movie's grown on me as well as The Man of Steel's grown on me a lot. And uh, the more that we see what went wrong with Justice League because of Whedon, um, the more I appreciate the previous films. And uh, I'm definitely ready to see the Snyder Cut for sure. Yeah, 100%. Uh, so can't wait. It's going to be yeah, so
1: awesome. I'm like, I've been like jonesing for it since... Since Justice League itself came out, and then after Justice League came out, and people were, you know, bashing it and stuff like that, and then you know they're saying, "Oh yeah, this is this isn't really what Zack Snyder originally wanted for it." And when they said there was he had a cut of the film that was different than what we got, I remember thinking, "Holy crap! I'm sure this would have been a lot better if he just went right. the other way." <laughs>
0: um, I think this is when his version of Justice League comes out. I think it's going to make people appreciate. Man of Steel and BVS a lot more because um, you're going to see that full arc of Batman and the full arc of Superman and uh, it's always that's one thing that I'm not a fan of about cinematic universes especially one like DC is dark and gritty that when you make movies that are in line with a bigger picture it's always a really big risk uh, I feel like the age of Ultron from Marvel kind of suffered the same fate as a lot of DC movies did because of that reason.
1: <laughs> problem. Uh, but all right,
0: man, let's get into the last topic of the day. So we got Chris Reeves, Batman being created. Um, um, it's going to be a part of the DC. It's going to be separate from the DCEU. They're letting him do his own thing. This is not going to have any Easter eggs or anything pertaining to anything in the outside world of the DCEU. It's going to be a standalone kind of like Nolan's was. Um, But with the Flashpoint movie, in the future, if they wanted to bring any of those characters into the DCEU, then they will be able to. Um, But if this movie is successful, it is rumored that there is a plan to bring in another version of the Joker. Um, So I want to know, one, how would you introduce this Joker if you had the chance? Uh, You know, how would you do it something differently that we've seen before? Um, As well as who would you cast?
1: Uh, casting wise that's a hard one maybe this is that would be the good introduction of bringing in okay. Mark Hamill as the Joker uh, even though he's older he could still play the character because, because if you think about it the Joker does some villainy but he does, has a lot more of his henchmen do things so I guess him being physically not as you know young yeah. as he is he still could do it so I mean you could bring him in to do that uh, other than that, uh, to bring in somebody, I there's not really many people I would think of that would play a good Joker these days. Maybe Johnny Depp would be a decent idea, because he does have that kind of creepiness vibe to him that could really kind of play into that. Uh, but as for uh, the universe itself, it bringing him in would be kind of an interesting concept uh i mean to bring i i don't know much about the matt reeves universe so i couldn't really tell you exactly how we could bring it in to encompass that because if it's different than the DC dcu one
0: right, right uh right.
1: you have to start off yeah, fresh. You know, the main
0: two villains of the first story is going to be the main villain is going to be the riddler um two-face is going to be in the movie but it doesn't look like he's going to be an actual villain just yet um, so the main villain is going to be uh, the Riddler. So he's going to be the first villain. It's going to be like a detective style movie. So I'm interested to kind of see the whole aesthetic of the universe. But as far as a casting, I think, I know a lot of people have said this, but I think William Defoe would be good for it. Uh, I think a lot of his vocal tone and mannerisms from Green Goblin would actually have been better for somebody like the Joker. I think William Defoe would be really good. Yes, William Dafoe would be a good choice. Uh, I didn't think of him.
1: Uh, But yeah, he would be a good choice. I know a lot of people, when this Batman was being said that they were making it, I remember a lot of people talking about William Defoe playing the Joker for the years.
0: I like Johnny Depp, but when Johnny Depp's being weird, I like him weird under the direction of Tim Burton. Usually I don't like his weird roles outside of Tim Burton. Um, directed movies. I, I love him in Edward Scissorhands and all those other Tim Burton movies. Um, if we're bringing Johnny Depp in, I need me some Tim Burton to at least be there helping out with the direction of him.
1: I would agree. Yep. Tim Burton makes him look the best. Looks, looks the best. Most definitely. I mean, if you think about it, like e- e- even with the Tim Burton, 1989 Batman, Jack Nicholson was a perfect joker i thought for that time and what if we brought him back what, what i mean get him out of retirement come back play the joker again yeah that'd be that interesting be a good idea too
0: um yeah that'd be interesting i like jack the gangster version of joker it's weird i have a love-hate relationship with his joker because i love his performance as the joker but i didn't like the oh i'm the one who actually killed your parents tie in i don't know I didn't like that, but I did love. I really did love his performance. It was like, it was really, really good. I just didn't like the, the direction of the character per se.
1: Okay, okay, I get you. I get you. I, I don't. I, I seeing that version of the Joker versus, uh, any other Joker. I feel that was yeah. in, its own yeah, for universe, sure. really. That Joker, and I think that Joker was definitely. An amazing Joker, but at the same time is that Joker. So I think it'd be interesting, you know, because Keaton's Mm supposedly coming in for the Flash film, why not bring in Jack Nicholson to try to get Jack Nicholson to come back to, like, portray, like, say, an older version of the Joker that's basically, like, you know, like, like doing a um, kind of, like, mentoring a new Joker for a new generation. Yeah, that'd
0: be pretty cool. Um, I don't know if you've seen the uh, Dark Knight animated movie where they have the little young girl, the female Robin. In that universe, it's kind of the same scenario, except he's not mentoring a new Joker. He's actually dead, but the these people, these younger kids just inspired by his anarchy. The Jokers formed this gang called the Jokers, and uh, it was a really, really cool way to kind of show how he was more than just a person, you know, it's kind of more of a, an idea.
1: I actually, I've heard of that. I haven't watched it, but yeah, that, that would be a cool, that's kind of that same kind of ideology, which I think would be yeah, really cool.
0: That's, that's really good. It's Batman, uh, the dark, the dark Knight part one and the dark Knight part two. Um, they're really, really good, man. Well, that's going to wrap up the topics for today, man. If you would tell the people who you are, where they could find you. That'd be dope.
1: All right. So I am Cybernetic Shark, people, out (laughs) there in the podcast world. And you can find me on several different apps. You can find me on the Rizzle app if you go to your Play Store, whatever Play Store you use, and just look for the Rizzle app. And I'm under Cybernetic Shark there, or Movie Knowledge. Also, you can find me on YouTube under youtube.com slash Cybernetic Shark as well. And uh, that's two main places you can find me and all my cool definitely you told
0: me you were starting a podcast uh do you have a name for that podcast yet
1: i am starting a podcast uh and it's gonna be called the shark show it'll be under name under the same name mm-hmm. cybernetic shark and uh that i'll be working on that in the near future to get that going i haven't made a first podcast yet but Definitely, this podcast is inspired You nice,
0: should try nice. to go for it. Nice, man. Uh, I would definitely be on the lookout for that. And guys, you make sure you be on the lookout for that too. Um, but guys, I appreciate y'all for tuning in to another episode of Nerd Out with Eddie Knight. Be sure to hit me up on Instagram at Nerd Out with Eddie Knight to hit me up with different questions that you may have or topics that you want me to talk about on the show. But you know what it is, guys. It's your boy, Eddie Knight. And I'm out.